the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Our quartet brings to us a song depicting the triumphant march of God's church upon the earth. Onward, Christian Soldiers. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war. With the cross of Jesus going on before, Christ the royal master leads against the foe. Forward into battle, see his banner go. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Onward, 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 like onward, a mighty soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on Heavenly Father, we approach Thee in prayer today for all who listen to our broadcast. We pray especially for those who are ill, physically afflicted in any way, or who have sorrow of heart. May this broadcast bring light and hope and light to them. In Christ's name. Amen. 
place of quiet rest near to the heart of God a place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God O Jesus blessed Redeemer Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God.
Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, How to Keep Well. The Holy Scriptures teach divine healing. The creator of the world is the healer, for it is written that it is he who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Psalm 103, verse 3. When our Savior healed diseases, he sometimes warned the afflicted ones, Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. That's John 5, 14. So you see, he taught that the sufferer had brought diseases upon himself by transgressing the laws of God, and that health could be preserved only through obedience. The laws of nature are the laws of God. Through these, God is working day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment, to keep us alive, to heal us, to build us up. If any part of the body sustains an injury, the healing process begins. Nature's agencies are set to work to restore health. But this power that we call nature 
is really the power of God. All life comes from him. Obedience then to God's word and to God's law brings life spiritually and physically. In Deuteronomy 32:46, we read, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. If God's laws of life had always been followed perfectly, there would be no disease. That is the ultimate goal to which the human race will finally arrive. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Deuteronomy 7.15 From that masterpiece on divine healing by Ellen G. White, entitled The Ministry of Healing, I bring these words. Our Savior's words, come unto me and I will give you rest, are a prescription for the healing of physical mental and spiritual ills. Though men have brought suffering upon themselves by their own wrongdoing, he regards them with pity. In him they may find help. He will do great things for those who trust in him. Page 115. Jesus came into this world to teach, to preach, and to heal the sick. The scripture teaches that we should pray for the healing of the sick, and we have seen many such prayers definitely answered. We would be doing only half our work if, after praying for the healing of the sick, we did not teach them how to keep well, how to live in harmony with God's gospel of health. Jesus was both healer and teacher, so every true physician, as his follower, must be an educator. There's a great need of education in health principles today. Many people, yes, millions of people are sick because they do not know how to keep well. To keep well, we should know two things. First, the things to avoid which tend toward ill health. Second, the things to do which help to keep us well. In the fine chapter entitled Ten Commandments of Health, Arthur E. Lickey in his popular book God Speaks to Modern Man mentions these very things. First, he shows that we owe it to ourselves to obey the laws of health. A man takes good care of his car. He may drive it hard, but he looks after it, has it greased regularly, keeps oil at the proper level, uses the best fuel obtainable. He admits that the builders of the car know more about its care than he does, so he follows the manufacturer's instructions. When parts of a car wear out, one can have them replaced. But this is not generally true of the human body. One may obtain false hair, false teeth, artificial limbs or eyes, but that's about as far as it goes. St. Paul said, For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it. Ephesians 5.29 This is good advice for the care of our bodies. In the second place, we owe it to our families and to society to obey the laws of health. Each one of us owes it to his loved ones and to society to live as long and as decently and as well as possible. The very possession of the gift of life from God carries with it a high responsibility to live it well in every way. For none of us liveth to himself, Romans 14:7. Third, we owe it to God to obey the laws of health. In him we live and move and have our being, Acts 17:28. He has made us for a purpose, and all his laws are for our good. The apostolic command is clear. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12.1 Our bodies are the temple of God's Spirit. We do not belong to ourselves. We are bought with a price. We're under obligation to glorify God in our bodies as well as in our spirits, which are his. 1 Corinthians 6.19 In the fourth place, it's dangerous to ignore God's laws of health. For if we do, destruction will result. 1 Corinthians 3.17 Now I bring you briefly the Ten Commandments of Health as given by Mr. Lickey in the book just mentioned. Possibly you might like to jot them down. To my mind, they are very important if we want to keep well. First commandment, come out in the sunshine. Sunshine's a great destroyer of germs, typhoid, cholera, even tuberculosis perish in the direct rays of the sun. So come out in the sunshine, oh, gather its wealth. There's joy in the sunshine and beauty and health. Second commandment, get plenty of fresh air. Breathe deeply of this blessed gift of God. Third, eat moderately of proper foods. Each locality, each part of the world, each family's pocketbook will have to determine the particular foods to be used. But there should be an adequate supply of starches, proteins, fats, mineral salts, and vitamins. Let us be intelligent, become intelligent if we are not already, on this subject. Not fanatical, not biased, not extremists. In the beginning, God gave to the race fruits, nuts, grains, and vegetables. You read that in Genesis 1 to 3. In this ideal plan, there was no flesh food eaten. After the devastating flood, permission was given to Noah to use flesh food. However, he knew the difference between the clean and the unclean animals. The ark housed only one pair of the unclean beasts as compared with seven of the clean. Genesis, the seventh chapter. In Moses' day, the distinction between clean and unclean animals was put in writing as you may read in Leviticus, the 11th chapter. There are many interesting things along this line that we should know. I would say this, select the best foods you can and then eat regularly and moderately in a peaceful and happy frame of mind. Fourth commandment of health, drink plenty of pure water. Water which composes four-fifths of our body is very important. Many do not drink enough. This commandment excludes the drinking of all things that are harmful, especially alcohol in all its forms. We should avoid all beverages that contain narcotic, sedative, or stimulating drugs. While on the subject of drinking, we might add that back in the old days when tobacco was first introduced, smoking was called drinking smoke. Just remember that this isn't a good drink either. Fifth commandment of health, take reasonable exercise. God made the body able to endure a great deal of physical labor. In our age of automation, thousands of people get little, if any, exercise. Some will drive a $3,000 car two or three blocks to get a spool of thread instead of walking. Walking is an excellent exercise. And to those who are unable to walk, get an old-fashioned rocking chair. Just rock yourself to health. Don't just sit, rock. Sixth commandment of health, take proper rest. Under normal conditions, this comes naturally, of course, to those who have sufficient exercise. For the sleep of a laboring man is sweet, Ecclesiastes 5.12. But millions today cannot sleep without the assistance of drugs. Every night, tons of sleeping pills are used in our modern world. Seventh commandment of health, be ye clean, Isaiah 52.11. The old proverb declares that cleanliness is next to godliness. 
And while these words are not in the Bible, still God's word does teach proper sanitation, order, and cleanliness. So, be clean. Eighth commandment of health. Stand up and sit up. Proper posture should not be neglected, both standing and sitting. Ninth commandment of health. Dress properly. It's best to have the weight of the clothing supported from the shoulders. Do not wear clothes too tight. The nature of the clothing depends upon the climate, the time of year, the taste of the wearer. Tenth commandment of health. Have peace of mind and joy of heart. And this is one of the most important of all. God's great medicine. For the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 17. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Proverbs 17, 22. And the apostle reminds us that godliness with contentment is great gain. 1 Timothy 6, 6. And again the psalmist says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. The opposite is also true. There is no peace, saith my Lord, to the wicked. Isaiah 48, 22. Worry, anger, jealousy poison the system. In the verses that follow, Matthew 6, 31, Jesus declares that our Father in heaven knows what we have need of. He knows all these things, but he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore take no thought, meaning no anxious thought, worried thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? The answer to the need for peace and relaxation of spirit is trust in God and obedience to him. As the old song has it, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Summing up all these rules on health is that comprehensive verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. In the center of the great Massachusetts General Hospital is a small chapel. Here patients, nurses, doctors pause in their day's work or their day's suffering and rise again unafraid. The little chapel is open to all. Its purpose is the rediscovery of faith. And this faith will bring healing to the bodies and souls of men. Let us then go forward in faith, obedient to God's laws of healing as far as we know them. Here, friend, is health to you, that thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. Take my life and let it be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of Thy love, at the impulse of Thy love. No.
Now may God help you during this coming week always to go forward in faith. Have faith in God by faith and works portraying. Have faith in God, the threefold life essaying. Have faith in God, his laws of life obeying. Have faith, dear friend, in God. And now we hope that our transcribed program today has served to give you spiritual strength and physical blessing. And we invite you to join us again next week at this same time for another important broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. And so we say to all, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Oh.